The following program was paid for by the host. The views and opinions on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JBC Broadcasting, management, or its sponsors. Overdrive Radio. Protect your car, protect your family, and protect yourself from getting ripped off. Welcome to Overdrive Radio's Car Advice Hour. Hello, 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 and welcome to Overdrive Radio. This is your host, Mike. With me in the studio, I have my co-host, Taryn. Hey, everybody. And our producer, Eric. What's up? Hey. Um, thank you for joining us for a brand new episode of the Car Advice Hour. Uh, in this hour, we're uh, going to be talking about a couple of issues uh, that I think... Um, uh, we could a lot of people could definitely benefit from. Um, also, in the uh, entrepreneurs in overdrive, in the following hour, I believe we have one heck of a surprise for everybody. Well, we actually, I want to mention we have so at one p.m. Entrepreneurs in overdrive starts, and so between the hours of one and two p.m., we're going to be giving a promo code that you'll text. And we have a special guest, but we have a giveaway to the Ice Bar Orlando valued at $500. Dun, 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 dun. An amazing, amazing package. But you got to listen between 1 and 2 p.m. for that promo code that you will text. You can find the phone number on our Facebook, on our Overdrive, and we'll be giving out that phone number uh, as well throughout the next two hours. Yeah, but do not text on that because we are going to have another uh, giveaway in our car advice hour. Uh, and that one is going to be sponsored by Universal Tire and Auto, home of the buy four tires, get a free alignment. And I think this week we're going to do another oil change, right? We are. So you just got to listen for the promo codes. Exactly. That is so, your key to get those giveaways. Yeah, don't, don't just go texting them right now. Close, uh, Turn off your radio yeah. and go about your business. <laughs> you gotta we want you listening. <laughs> so, um, can I, I have to, you don't know this story. I have to tell you the story that happened to me the other day with my car. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I had to run some errands, yeah. went to the grocery store, had to stop at Walgreens. So I pull up, run into Walgreens, get what I have to get real quick. Cause it's hot out. I have to get home to make dinner. Okay. I come back out to the car. Remember how, what do you call that thing that you put into the car? Because I'm new to that type of vehicle. It's the, the, oh, the key oh, fob. Oh, it's the key fob. Yeah. Key fob. Mm -hmm. I'm used to, you know, the cars that you have the keys. So it's the key fob, right? And mm -hmm. you know, remember, I've kept complaining that my key fob is not working. Like, I will go <laughs> to unlock the doors and it yes. doesn't unlock. There's like a mechanism broken in it. And we've been like postponing getting it done, right? Mm -hmm. We've been saying we're going to get it done. So anyway, I get out to the car and I try to unlock it. Nothing. And sometimes when I do that, you have to open up another door. Like, it'll unlock all the doors except the driver's side door. Yeah. So I try again, nothing. I try the passenger side, not, uh, unlock, you know, jiggling the doorknob, nothing. I go around the front of the car, go to the passenger side front door, mm -hmm. hit the key fob thing again, nothing. Uh -huh. I'm like, what the heck? So I'm like, all right. I go back to the driver's side. I take the key out of the key fob, mm -hmm. put it in, mm -hmm. nothing. What do you and mean nothing? Nothing. It won't unlock. And so now my mind, I'm already picturing the tow truck having to come and get the car. <laughs> I'm picturing the ground beef in the car going bad, not having dinner. Like all this stuff is going through my mind already, right? Okay. So you guys so, had uh, brown, uh, ground beef for dinner that wait, night. Listen, so I get my phone out because I'm about to call you, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I probably wouldn't be upset with you. I was just irritable. Yeah. And so. <laughs> this is what I, I get, guys. I'm telling you. People call, call me, and, man. I'm so pi whatever, and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Calm down, take a deep breath. What's going on? So, My car won't do this. Okay, man, didn't make it, didn't break it. I promise you. <laughs> so, so Eddie, I was about to vent to you and be like, what the heck am I supposed to do, right? Yeah. So I have the phone out. I go around the bat, and but bear in mind, I have been vigorously trying to get into this car. I have been the door knocked. You took I have the key been, out. You stuck it in the little key. Yeah. Door hell thing, right? And nothing. you tried turning it. Nothing. It wouldn't open. So it, what do you I mean go. It wouldn't open? Wait, listen. I go wouldn't around. Turn? Nothing. Nothing. I go around the the back of the car and I look down. That's not my bumper sticker. Oh, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> We're two cars. Holy same make, moly. Same model. Same color. Same color. Parked right next to each other, and I was trying to get into the wrong car. Oh boy! Thank See, that God. one. I think you can talk your way out of it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't get the cops up. called yeah, on exactly. you for trying yeah, to break into this person's car. Better. I get into my car. I couldn't take my mask off. I was so embarrassed. I mean, I know nobody saw it. <laughs> Two seconds later, the guy comes out to his car, and I'm like, you know how you feel like that person knows yeah, what you yeah, just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And then, not two seconds after that, a cop walks into the Walgreens. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. You you were like two seconds lucky there. Yep. So that's great. Well. Well, it's not great, but, you know, it's good. Moving on. <laughs> but, no, it's it's a good story. I mean, you really have to pay attention. Unfortunately, I have done that before. Um, gone up to a car thinking it was my yeah. car and just looked at it when I really concentrated. Oh, I'm driving the Buick today. I'm not driving the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving this or not driving that. So, anyhow, um, we... For the last uh, couple of weeks, we had talked about uh, ways, uh, you know, since the average age of a car on the road, it has gotten um, uh, to be bigger, I guess, or more years. Uh, we're talking about how to make your car last longer. And we've pretty much about covered the topic, um, for except for a few uh, other issues. But, you know, it, it's, it's funny because... Um, our manager, Rob, and I were kind of uh, having a discussion, uh, and, you know, we went through, and and I like to do this. I like to kind of go through the invoices and see what's going on and, and what did this customer come in for, and, you know, oh, Mr. Mr. McKee came in. Hey, Mr. McKee, how are you? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, so, um, you know, uh, this gentleman came in. The other gentleman comes in. Um, so what did you, uh, you know, uh, what did you do for this guy? What did you do for this guy? What did you do uh, for this guy? And how was he, man? Was he doing good? Whatever. Anyhow, and, uh, you know, we start looking at things and, and you know, it's really, it's really funny. It's the, 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 the regular customers, the ones that literally um, come in and we maintain their cars all the time. There's hardly any issues or surprises coming up. Mm -hmm. And then we sat there and we tried to kind of think about what's making us or what's making these customers uh, that we're seeing. You know, we go out and say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm really sorry to tell you, man. Let me take you out and show you this because we do that. Right. Um, and, and try to educate and explain and, and go through. And this is how the system works. This is why this thing is not working um, or whatever. And, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out how, and it kind of ties into how 
to not surprise the customer or how <laughs> to don't tell them, right? Um, <laughs> how to not make it a surprise for the customer. Um, so that they don't have whiplash. That there's an issue, exactly. Um, and tying it into how to make your car last longer. So, you know, it's funny because it, we, we literally went back to, I, I'm okay, I'm going to start with this story. Nice young lady comes in the other day. Um, <laughs> she's, this particular uh, customer has been known to freak out. She's a young lady. I mean, she's in college. Um, and she freaks out because she doesn't want her daddy to get really upset with her. So fathers, please, you know, kind of ease up, man. <laughs> and I'm saying that to myself as well. So, um, but, you know, seriously, what was going on was the girl called the night, the, the afternoon before. And I know Rob answered her and I, I kind of hear the conversation inside from my office and, you know, I was working on something. So I was kind of half, you know, half earing it, kind of half listening, yeah. half not. And I said, who is this? He says, so-and-so, and she'll be here tomorrow. She's got some noise from the rear, and she comes in. We look at the car, and the right rear brakes are locked up. And I'm talking, like, completely locked up. So, you know, we start looking at it, and we start kind of, you know, we want to – how can I put this? We want to kind of diagnose – without really having to spend time into it so we don't charge the customer for it, for the diagnostic time. Because if you if we start to, to invest time into it, this is how our technicians get paid. They have to get paid. So if they get paid, you know, the customer has to pay for it, obviously. It's their car. Um, so, you know, from what we just see outside, she pretty much needs everything in the, in the brakes, uh, in the braking system in the rear. Period. End of story. So, um, and I, of course, I tell the girl, and it's it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the girl says, let me call my parents. And she's like scared witless mm. of her dad. <laughs> so she's like, um, what do I tell him? I'm like, listen, if you need me to, uh, you just call, tell him, dad, my car is here. That noise I've been telling you about. And you know, here's Mike. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's she what didn't. I, I, by the way, that's what she I used didn't. to do with my father when yeah. something was wrong with my car yeah. I, in college. I didn't know. And I would put the, the, the mechanic, the shop that I used to go to, I would put him on the phone and my dad yeah. would talk to him and they would arrange everything. And yeah. So, well, she didn't, she told her dad, her dad said, okay, too much money. I don't know that I don't spend this kind of money on the car. The car is worth a lot more. I had a lot more, but anyways, um, so the girl comes back to me and she says, I, I don't know what to do, um, but, you know, how did it get to that, mm. that bad? And I said to her, I said, well, before we answer that question, <laughs> let me ask you one question. How long have you been hearing a noise? She said, well, I don't know, six months. Mm. So here's the thing. You hear a noise for six months. I promise you, it's not an intelligent being. <laughs> the car does not self-recuperate. Yeah. It doesn't fix itself. If there if you hear something, and that's the trigger, is if you're you're the driver of the car, you know better if the car is 
all of a sudden has a vibration. All of a sudden is making a, a different noise. It's making a, um, you know, it's it's pulling, it's pushing, it's doing something that it's not supposed to be doing or it wasn't doing yesterday. All of a sudden it's limping. <laughs> a tire is ready to blow. Because I, I get, the, you know, it's funny because... Uh, anyways, regardless, let's go back to the second story now, uh, to the first story. Now, I'll, I'll tell you another story uh, about the tire limping. Um, so the girl says six months, and I said, "Okay, you're, 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 you're in it. Obviously, you're in college. You're an intelligent young lady. What made you wait six months on a noise? I'll be a psychologist now, or okay. anything." But I think it was the fear of her dad and she didn't want to whatever. And at the same time, probably the age, the, you know, maybe the, you I know, don't know. What maybe I think not stops, really thinking about I, it. I will say this. What I think stops a lot of people when it does come to, they hear a noise, it's that, un, it's the not knowing of what is it going to cost me to get that noise checked out? Mm. And what if it's nothing and I just wasted my money? That's where I think a lot of people well, stop. The thing about it is this. You got to remember something. Um. You know, auto repair shops, as well as a, um, I don't know, a plumber, a electrician, or whatever the job may be, um, we charge per hour. So um, most, I mean, a lot of things that we can probably figure out visually, you know, takes us a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes, five minutes. We're not going to charge for our time. But stuff that, that has complicated diagnostic stuff that we have to use equipment that, that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars and and spend our time to to trace and you know invest some time behind this that we have to charge for yeah and that's just like, like anybody else it's equivalent when we say diagnostic it's equivalent to somebody going in and getting an x-ray a cat scan an mri it's just being able to look Absolutely. deeper into and believe vehicle. it or not we do actually use machines that are equivalent to that you know, we have cameras that we put in sometimes in, in areas we can't see. What was, and I thought I cracked up yesterday. You guys named some of your equipment. What was the name of oh, the equipment Bertha. that was, that we were missing yesterday? It was called Bertha. Yeah, it's funny. The guys called me up from the shop and they're like, oh, we can't get this. Uh, we have a, you know, we have a, um, a rivet that's way too big. What do I do? I said, uh, I said, isn't Bertha there? And he goes, who's Bertha? And I said, you know, my big rivet gun. And he goes, uh, no, it's not. I said, hold on, hold on. So I walk out to my garage, and I'd already gone home, so I walk, walk out to my garage, and sure enough, it's sitting in my toolbox. So I said, man, it's sitting right here. He's like, please, man, the customer's waiting. I'm like, and this is like 6 o'clock now, or like 5.45. So I jump in the car, drive back, give it to them. So, uh, yeah, Bertha. Bertha is back <laughs> And it's, it's a giant, if any, you know anything about rivet guns, this, this thing is about like three feet tall. <laughs> it's, it's a big rivet gun. It, but, it, you know, it's, it's designed for, and there are bigger ones, I'm sure. I'm, you know. What is a rivet gun? I mean, I don't even know what that it, is. It installs a rivet in, okay, in an area. And then okay. rivet really is, is something that, you know, that holds two things together. Got it. You just don't want to use a, a bolt and whatever. You don't want anybody to monkey around with it. So you just gotcha. put it there. They can't get it off unless they cut it. So, all right. Well, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I got a real nice story to tell you guys about a tire. Florida Man Radio. Like hanging out with the boys in the shop. We're talking cars and a whole lot more. Overdrive Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is 
Overdrive Radio, the Car Advice Hour. And uh, this segment is sponsored by... Sponsored by Feeding Children Everywhere. It is an awesome nonprofit that is located, headquartered here in Longwood, Florida, but it is national and international. Um, If you visit them at feedingchildreneverywhere.com, you'll be able to see everything that they do and are doing uh, for the different communities. Their um, goal is to, you know, stamp out hunger, uh, not just among children, but among families. So one of the great things that they're doing right now is a virtual food bank. Uh, So if you visit fullcart.org, that's F-U-L-L-C-A-R-T.org, you can, if you're able to, donate money to help feed a family of four, and that donation uh, will help feed them for 10 days. So for just $40, you can feed a family of four for 10 days, and it comes in a box discreetly to their home. Um, It includes very good quality food. They take into consideration people's dietary restrictions, like let's say you have high blood pressure or um, you're a diabetic. They make sure to kind of include food that is healthy for you. Um, And then on the opposite end of that, let's say you need a little extra help. You can go to fullcart.org and request assistance, um, and they'll be more than happy to help you. They have fed over 50,000 families um, with, you know, grocery donations from their communities. Absolutely. So. Um, also, if you know of someone that needs help, you can donate anonymously and say, hey, here's my $40. I want it to go to Mr. So-and-so. This is their address or Mrs. So-and-so. This is their address. This is how many people they got. This is the donation. Um, and they'll send it discreetly. It's not going to, you know, <laughs> there's not going to be a parade showing up to say, here, look, we donated. No, no, no. None of that stuff. It's going to be very discreet, straightforward. You're going to um, get them help. No one's going to know. And if you want to remain anonymous, <clears throat> you can do so as well. Exactly. So, again, that website is fullcart.org. It's a great organization. And as the CEO of that organization, Rick Witted, uh, who I look at as as a friend, uh, Rick uh, preaches and talks about the village concept in which I completely believe in. Um, we can't, you know, us, our next door neighbors and well, not necessarily just the next door, us, our neighbors, um, our area, our families, uh, this is the village concept, you know, and, uh, it, it has to remain that concept that everybody cares about everybody. Otherwise, you know, the societies in general, I'm not talking this society, I'm talking societies in general, if when they stop practicing that, they deteriorate. And what ends up happening is they go away. Exactly. And we're not going to do that. Yep. So <laughs> fullcart.org, you can either give help or if you need help, you can go there. Great, Absolutely. great organization. Wonderful organization. All right. <clears throat> well, coming back to the Car Advice Hour, um, like I said, uh, a story about attire. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think I'm, I have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Uh, you call, what did you call it? A limping tire? Yes. I've never heard that before. <laughs> it, it almost feels as you're driving that it's not round anymore, that there's kind of a limp to it, you know, like, and that type of a limp is what I'm calling it. Okay. Um, what ends up happening is 
that tire is developing either a bulge, it broke, uh, maybe the radial belt that actually holds the whole thing together, mm -hmm. the construction of the tire together. And um, basically that tire is done. The problem with this is ignoring something like this. <laughs> That's where the disaster, God forbid, can happen. Um, if you are in a situation where you feel that, pull over, change, and put your spare tire on. Change the tire, not change yourself. <laughs> change the tire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, yeah, I realized that I said change. Change what? Well, <laughs> anyhow. Um, so, yes, change the tire. Put, an, uh, put your spare tire on and... Um, go to your nearest shop that can actually service. So does that mean that the, the tire is about to <clears throat> blow explode. out? Yes. Explode. <laughs> it's, it, it's definitely, blowout actually is a better word. Yeah. Um, the worst part about it is that a couple of years ago here in the Orlando area, this had actually happened and it resulted mm -hmm. in the death of a 16-year-old yeah. uh, boy. Um, and I can tell you stories and stories and stories and stories and stories about it that, is just not good. So, but let me ask you this. Let's say the person pulls over, they're having that problem. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to put a spare tire on. Is it worth towing it to a shop? I would not drive it. I would not drive it. Because what ends up happening, and this has happened, and hence the customer that told me the story, mm -hmm. <clears throat> he said, I felt it and I should have stopped, did not. It was on the highway, kept going. Next thing I know, flipped the car. Jeez. Yeah. He yeah. was okay. Nothing happened to him. It's a pretty safe car. Um, deployed airbag. The car mm -hmm. was totaled. I mean, it was gone. Yeah. So, uh, but it resulted from one of the front tires. And this is the worst part. Is if, if you feel it like that, I promise you it's in, in the front. The back tires, one of them blowing out, is not much of a problem as long as you don't hit the brakes, let the car kind of coast and stop. Now, let me ask you a question. If you... Um... But the front wheels, mm -hmm. they are the steering wheels. And that's where the disasters happen. So if you feel it in the front, stop. Get the car towed. that's what kind of controls the direction that the car goes. <laughs> exactly. But, okay, so let's say I just don't have a lot of car issues with my vehicle, um, but I do always get and maintain regular oil changes at my auto repair shop. Mm -hmm. Does When you go in for an oil change, do they check visually your tires? We ch Okay, I'm gonna tell you my experience. Yes, we do. We check them, um, but you can't predict that mm -hmm. one of the belts on the inside one of the belts on the inside mm -hmm. is about to break. That's impossible. Well, because that's what we talk about. When you start to see the corrosion going on on the outside of a tire, that's usually the last stage. Everything has happened on the inside of the tire. Exactly. Working its way exactly. up. And that's when we, when we talk about the other issue with tires is dry cracking or dry rotting, as, as we call it. By the time you actually see on the outside, the damage is already done because it starts from the inside out. So what is a person to do? Do they then change their tires based on the amount of mileage that that tire is lots for? Um, well, okay. 
I'm going to give you a few rules of a few kind of guidelines to go by. Um, the the first guideline to go by. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even the best of manufacturers out there, I don't want to make a, you know, I don't want to um, <laughs> create a commercial for them, but the best of the manufacturers out there, period, end of story, with the sets, the guidelines for about everybody else, that manufacturer only, only recognizes their tires as functional for five years. After five years, they don't, you know, they don't, even acknowledge that tire. That mm-hmm. tire's out of service. That's why I don't like used tires. And I believe they should out, outlaw them. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. So we have a caller. Yep, you got a, Woody's got a question for you. Yes. Hi, Woody. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, okay. I got a car I've had. Well, so I, uh, my main car, I've had it... Uh, since 2011, I just checked. Uh, I put 22,000 miles on it, right? Wow. Because I, I have a motorcycle. So <laughs> yeah. I prefer that. But uh, I'm having a little trouble. I looked in a book, and the, the shifting is not perfect. I think it's going to second to third when you first start, and it's cold. But then it's fine. And they said something about a uh, shift sensor, and they said it's an inexpensive thing, blah, blah, blah. Usually with a tranny, that's not true, but maybe it's attached to the outside. I don't know what it is. Could you help me out? Absolutely. Um, what year, make, and model? 03 Hyundai Sonata, uh, six-cylinder. They're notorious for uh, speed sensors going bad. Um, what That's I, what I read. Yeah. What I would do is, um, and that controls the shifting mechanism. What I would do is get someone to read the codes for you, because if it was, if it is one of those, it will set a code, uh, but it will be a transmission code. Sometimes the transmission codes will show up in a in those cheap scanners that say you know uh, the auto uh, part stores have. Sometimes right. they don't, depending on on uh, you know the capability of the car itself to communicate, or they have it separated. They have it as as a par- part of a powertrain control module, or they have it as a TCM transmission control module. If they have it as a transmission control module, then that little machine they have won't communicate with it so um check them first because it's for free uh see if if um you get that code and that code is pretty much going to tell you this is it those are pretty straightforward one bolt take them out and they are on the outside one bolt take them out put the new one in which they're not expensive probably under fifty dollars and you're good to go Different ones for different speeds, or is there one for the whole pack? No, 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 one for the whole thing. Because what's happening is the transmission has to know, uh, the transmission controls the shifting points. Um, The transmission has to know uh, what speed you're at, compare it to the RPM according to their own calculations, and then say, okay, now it's time to shift. So it controls when to shift and how to shift and all that good stuff. So, okay, that's but right, if, yeah, because everything you said, that's what the book, they said it's cheap, it's not hard to fix. Oh, yeah, 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 not at all, I not at all. pop it in there and not even mess around if it's that easy. Exactly, <laughs> and then what will happen is um, uh, it will, uh, you may have a check engine light on or a service engine soon light on. It will actually run a couple of consecutive tests. If it passes after you replace it, it'll just go off by itself. See, my check engine, engine light has been on since I bought the car, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy told me it was a catalytic converter. 
And yeah. I'm thinking back then, I'm thinking the old days, you know, the things on the outside. I'll get a junkyard one and pop it on. Oh, no. Turns out <laughs> Not anymore. Three of them built into the engine or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I never had any trouble with a car, you yeah. know. So I, I don't worry about it. I've been driving it for all these years. Sometimes, but, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's a secondary uh, emission issue that really does not affect the driving of the car. But um, something like this, yeah, have it checked again, have it read again, and most likely you'll find a code. The problem is, you know, that light can come on for, for like umpteen hundred reasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's that's not the really, problem, Steve. Yeah. Recently, my brake light switch went. It's not the switch itself, but there's a little plastic nub yep. that engages the yep, plastic. Yep. So that little piece went. Yeah. So, me not knowing, I had replaced the battery. Then I replaced the switch. And yeah. Then I had to put a screw in there to replace yeah. the nub after all that, which I yeah. didn't need either part. Well, uh, yeah, there's they sell those little... Um, little uh, you know, rubber whatever plug or whatever they call it um i actually believe it or not i happen to have one uh by the front counter uh, i have a i have a uh, uh what do you call it i have a miscellaneous drawer a miscellaneous drawer exactly um in the shop that um i carry the like they call it the master kit there's like 1500 right. different kinds because you know toyota uses it mazda uses it um, I, never, I mean, I changed one of those on a 67 Fury. I changed the switch. <laughs> I don't remember any plastic nubs. Yeah, they days. changed it. Yeah, which is stupid. I mean, the, it's the part that controls everything. And, you know, in yeah. some cars, it, it's funny because I had, had a gentleman, um, actually a very good friend of mine, called me the other day, and he's like, man, my car's really going weird. And I'm like, what's going on? He says, I'm driving, and it's hitting the brakes by itself. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, um, uh, grab your phone, shine the light, and he says, yeah. I said, is that rubber part broken? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, uh, get get your butt over here. So <laughs> I grabbed one out I of my drawer. Better. Yeah, exactly, and I just put it in there for him, and I said, okay, you're done. Bye. <laughs> so, I don't want to take up all your time, but see, when I went through that, see, I, I didn't know the brake lights were on all, all night long. Yes, you know? yes. And so I replaced the battery. It was five years old. The guy goes, oh, it's swelling, and it, I don't Never had a, a problem with the battery. Yeah. But anyway. But five, five years, years is good for go. Florida, though. Because yeah, believe me. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's always started it. Never had a problem. But anyway, so I replaced the battery. And then the switch. See, right before that, I think, when I replaced that switch, mm -hmm. uh, of course, everything was shut down because of the battery. So then, the, of course, the uh, check engine light went out, right? Yeah. And then it, it stayed out for weeks. Yes. So uh, then all of a sudden, I, had a, I just put in a mass airflow meter, blah, 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 blah. And it kicked on. Supposedly, it's not supposed to kick the engine light on for a mass airflow meter, for what I read, but it did. And they do. Uh, now it's back on again, so yeah. I don't know. They do. You know, they does do. it mass airflow kick the engine light on or yes, not? Yes, absolutely, it does. That's one of the. Okay, was, yeah, it takes. It's a two drive cycle. It has to fail two tests uh, consecutive, but it will set it. It will definitely okay. set that light. So the problem is, I drive two miles to uh, Walmart. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the Next thing. Three weeks for <laughs> you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Honestly, my friend, take it out on the highway. Go on a joy about ride one, somewhere. yeah, about once a month. Just get on the highway, get up to seventy miles an hour, maintain it for maybe 10, 15 minutes each direction. Your that car lasts you forever. Oh, I mean, I've had no problem. See, that's the problem. I go down the VA in Lake Nona from Sanford. Mm -hmm. So you're doing 80 all the way down there. Oh, there you, you go. Know, my so, yep. Down there not too long ago. Yeah. But now, see, i got to go down there next week. And I just replaced that mass airflow. And the intake hose was ripped. So I think that was it to begin with. But I did all that. See, now I'm worried. I never thought of, worried about the car before. Now I'm wondering because I've had those... <laughs> 
yeah. problems before, and, and your car would just die on you. Yeah. You know. Well, let me let me let me explain to you. Um, if if you have a vacuum leak, it will set a mass uh, mass airflow sensor coat. Most novice mechanics will go replace that two three hundred dollar part and waste people's money for nothing. And it's it's a vacuum leak. So yeah, that's what happens. See, I popped a mass airflow in. Yeah. But trying to do that, I found out that accordion uh, hose yes. had a big hole in it on the bottom, and, and trying to wrangle the thing in, it got a lot bigger. So, oh well, grab a yeah. uh, duct tape and duct tape it until you get one. Oh, I tried that. The stuff was so coated co- co- with carbon. I washed it off and everything. I couldn't. No, I replaced it already. Oh, you replaced you know? it. That's good. Yeah, well, I was going to yeah, say without it, without it, without it, the car's not going to run very good. So. Well, I haven't taken any. That's what I'm worried. i got to go to the VA with it, and I hopefully <laughs> it runs good. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, thank you so much for calling us. I really appreciate it, Woody. Have a wonderful weekend. You're, you guys are down Longwood, huh? Yes, we are. We are on 434. I'll have you pop that sensor in and uh, pop that rubber piece in and sure. sit on the counter. Sure. Come on yeah. in. <laughs> All right, Universal, my friend. What's that? Universal? Yes, Universal, Universal Tire and Auto. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Woody. All right. So if you actually have any other questions, you can send us a call or a text to 321-339-1055. And stay tuned because in a little while we will be doing a promo code for free oil changes too. Absolutely. Okay, we got to take a break. When we come back, join us. We're going to give away an oil change. These days, we spend half our lives in our cars. We're here to help you handle the roads and the repair shop. Overdrive Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Overdrive Radio, the Car Advice Hour. This is your host, Mike. Again, um, coming back to the tire issue, uh, I, I, I am going to say one thing that's extremely important that we were talking about with tires uh, uh, before. You know, you know what, Taryn? Let's do the, the oil change do giveaway. Do the oil change giveaway first? Yeah. Okay. So, and just a reminder, in the second hour for Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, we have valued at over $500 from the Ice Bar Orlando, and we have a special guest coming in to talk to us uh, from there as well. So, for now, though, our giveaway is oil changes. I don't care what kind of oil change you got. I don't care if it's special, European, whatever. Yep. At Universal Tire and Auto, we are located... Um, on uh, <laughs> on 434 in Longwood, across the street from the hospital. <laughs> See, you guys made fun of me last time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and our website is universaltireandauto.com. So, the phone number that you have to text the promo code TIRES to is 407-995-9665. Again, that's 407 407- Nine nine five nine six six five. Text the promo code tires, and we will pick three winners uh, by the end of the show today. The first three. The, the first, first three. three. Hurry! Miss the phone number. It's on our Overdrive Facebook and Instagram pages. Four zero seven nine nine five nine six six five. Okay. All right. Going back to that tire. Uh, this is going to be a real short segment because we went kind of a little over on the last segment. However. Um, as far as the tires go, I just got this story a second ago in the break. Um, gentleman goes in two years ago, buys a tire from a local chain, won't say the name, 
and the chain sells them a set of tires, and they're pretty pricey. They're not cheap. And the set of tires is, so this was in 19 or 18, let's say in 18, they sold him a set of tires that was three years old in 2015. Now, how is that not illegal to say that it's we're not. giving you new tires not. and they're, they're not, not new They're tires. brand new. They've never been ridden on. It's not They've illegal. just been sitting on the shelf. They've just been sitting on the shelf. However, they do t- deteriorate even on the shelf mm. because they lose, they dry, they lose their own oils that, that stops that, um, their natural oils or whatever oils they have in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stops that dry cracking from happening. So what is a person to do then to make sure person that they to get Person to do. The most important tires. thing, listen, my friend, when you purchase brand new tires, please, I beg you, I implore you, I uh, kiss your forehead, <laughs> do yourself a favor. There's something on the tires sold in the United States of America that is called D as in dog, O as in, oh my God, (laughs) Um, T as in transportation, Department of Transportation. That is a set of numbers. And they're usually four numbers and there's about four sets of them. The last ones are gonna say 0917, 0520. The first two digits represent the week number from the year. Remember, we've got 52 weeks a year. So it's going to be from 01 to the last week of the year, which is 52. And then the last two digits are going to represent the year. Okay. So if it was the in March of... uh, 19, it would have been, let's say, March would have been the 9th, so maybe 9th or 10th week. Okay, let's say 10 of 19. The last set of numbers of the DOT. The fourth, probably, most likely. So, if you see three, it's on the opposite side of the tire. Because some manufacturers, <laughs> they get a little skimpy and only put it on one side. Good manufacturers usually put it on both. However, if you don't see it, crawl under the car and you'll see it. Okay. Make sure you grab a flashlight. Now, do not buy anything. So in this particular case of our friend, our colleague, that went and bought uh, tires in 18, but they were 15. So now it's 20, 2020, right? And those tires are five years old. The tires are not in good shape. They need to be replaced. What does he do? So now those tires, instead of lasting him five years or four, let's say he's a rough driver. They go four. Great. No problem. You know, but at least they would have given him another year. Now he has no leg to stand on because... Guess what? Those tires are five years old. So please do yourself a favor. I beg you again, look at the date of the tires before you purchase them. I personally make it a point of always, always looking for the customers. And I have sent back the suppliers numerous, 
amounts of time if they're over a year old. Like right now, if I'm putting in something in my shop, it better say 20 on it or maybe the last couple, three weeks or one uh, last few weeks of Mm -hmm. 19. But it's got to be less than a year old. Otherwise, (laughs) what's the point? You're cheating your customer out of years. So that ain't cool. Please, please, please check and make sure. So you as a shop owner, what do you, once you get those tires that have reached that age, what do you, do you send them back to them? They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I send them back, call them and say, hey, man, um, sorry, can't sell those. What do you mean? Um, pff, too old. But they're only a couple of years old. Well, you keep them and sell them. <laughs> send me something fresh. You know, why, why am I going to buy yesterday's bread when I can buy today's bread for crying So out then out where do they take those? Are those the tires that go to the used tire sales? No, used is used. I mean, listen, as far as legalities go, they can actually sell them as new because they are new. They've never been ridden on. All right. Well, we're done with this hour. Join us in the next hour. We have got one heck of a treat for you with the ice bar. And do not forget pen and paper. Talk to you soon.